Hello everyone, hope you're doing well. Today we'll be continuing with our multi-part series, The End Times. Today's message is part four of our series. We're trying to take a look at different end time events that have happened, are happening, and will happen in the future. I hope you're starting to realize, if you haven't done so already, that the Holy Bible is the Word of God, and that all of the answers are in there, including what will happen in the immediate and distant future. And if we are not ready in the Lord, we will falter in our faith and fall and be absorbed by the world that surrounds us. God gives us clear direction and guidance because He wants for us to be ready for anything. For our prayer time, I would like to ask you to pray for the people in Guatemala, for those people that are dealing with the volcano issue right now. It's quite tragic what is happening. We need to pray for God's grace on them and that the loss of life may stop. I know that there are so many issues around the world, like in Venezuela and different places in Africa, all kinds of different needs around the globe, life-changing issues. So obviously feel free to pray for those as well. But together with prayer, uh, prayer time today, I would also like to uh, encourage you to pray for godly faith. Godly faith is something that is lacking more and more in people today. Most people have a very limited amount of faith in God and in His direction. Most people cannot bring themselves to fully accept who God is and the truth His Word holds. They would much rather place their faith and trust on a limited knowledge this world has to offer. But if we want for our spiritual life to truly thrive and transcend our personal issues and challenges, we need to cling on more and more to God. Let's face it, we all have our own personal challenges. But this world can only do so much for us. God has all of the answers, but even more importantly, God has a love to stay with us through our tough times and the power to help us through our own struggles. God loves us, but we will never experience His love unless we have an unwavering and immovable faith in Him. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, I praise You and I worship You for Your goodness and Your mercy. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I, I pray, Lord God, for the people in Guatemala. Heavenly Father, please have mercy on them. Please help them, Lord God. I pray for the survivors, O Lord. I pray that you, that you comfort them, Lord God. Heavenly Father, I pray for your provision. I pray for the, those families that have lost loved ones, Lord God. I pray for your comfort and for your peace on them, Lord. Heavenly Father, there are so many different things happening all across the world, probably at this very moment, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we pray for your mercy and for your grace. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, I also pray, Heavenly Father, that you help our faith to continue to grow in you, in your word, in your truth, Lord God. Help us, O Lord, to become stronger and stronger in you, to be more convinced, to have more conviction on your truth, on who you are, and Lord God, all of the different things that you can do. Heavenly Father, I pray now in the name of Jesus that you may guide each of us to understand what your word wants to tell us through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we continue with our series, The End Times, today's scripture reading can be found in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18. As part of today's message, we're going to be seeing a particular event that the Bible speaks about that has some level of controversy. We're going to be talking about the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 to 18, 
says like this, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as those others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring them those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. The Bible is quite explicit with regards to a physical event with the rapture of the church that will happen at some point. It is not completely clear of whether this event will occur during the tribulation period, at the beginning of the Great Tribulation, or somewhere in the middle of that. Just as a side note, both the Tribulation period and the Great Tribulation are end-time events that will occur sequentially, starting with the Tribulation period, which I believe is happening now. The Great Tribulation is a time period that will have incredible and terrible events, such as the world has never seen. Now in short, when the church is caught up or raptured, this means that people that have ex truly accepted and are following Christ will be physically taken up to the cloud somewhere, with the dead in Christ rising first. This will be a remarkable event, if we could use the word remarkable for something like this. The church will be spared from living through the most awful portions of human history, and we will talk about those in the future, so stay tuned. The Bible explains that this particular event will happen something like this. But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and did not know until the flood came and took them all away, so also will the coming of the Son of Man be. Then two men will be in the field, one will be taken, and the other left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and the other left. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Now there have been rapture moments or events like this before in history. There are actually four examples. The first one is in Genesis chapter 5, verse 23 to 24, where we see the first example of a person that was caught up. In this passage, we see Enoch live this experience, and it says like this, So all the days of Enoch were 365 years. And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. In our English language, the phrase, he was not, really means in the Hebrew text that Enoch was taken physically. One moment he was there, and the next moment he was gone. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 11 to 12, we see the second example about Elijah and how he was taken up to heaven. This happened while Elijah and Elisha were walking and talking together. Elisha knew that his time was at hand and that something was going to happen to him. The Bible tells us this, then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with the horses of fire. 
and separated the two men. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more and he took hold of his own clothes and tore them into two pieces. The third chronological example of this action of being caught up was the Lord himself as he was taken up to heaven after he was resurrected and had spent some time with his disciples. In Acts chapter 1 verse 9 to 11, this is what we read. Now when we had spoken these things, while they watched, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. And finally, the Bible tells us about Philip and how he was taken from one place and left at another location miraculously. Acts chapter 8 tells us about the story on how Philip shared the gospel with the Ethiopian eunuch and how the eunuch believed and was baptized. And right after the baptism, the passage mentions of Philip being caught up. In verses 38 to 40, we read this. So he, meaning the eunuch, commanded the chariot to stand still, and both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and he baptized him. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away, so that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. But Philip was found at Asidus, and passing through, he preached in all of the cities till he came to Caesarea. When reading and studying the Bible, we need to have enough faith to understand that the Word of God is fulfilled on different levels, including through physical events like the rapture of the church. One day, maybe very soon, many people will disappear. They will probably blame it on aliens or on solar radiation or God knows what else. But when that event occurs, we will know that the Bible was saying the truth and the world will stand confused and astonished. The hardest moment will come for those that heard these things but did not believe. They did not convert to the Lord in time. And after it happens, they will remember that they received fair warning, but also that they were left behind because of their disbelief and hardness of heart. They will come to realize that they will now face the most awful occurrences this world has never seen before. And if they make the decision to believe, they will be hunted down, persecuted, and killed as part of the reign of the Antichrist. So in closing, I would urge those of us that do believe that we continue to grow stronger and stronger in our faith in Christ, despite the challenges this world and its troubles may bring us, because our God is real, His Word is real, and our salvation is eternal if we remain faithful. And we need to share this truth with the world, whether they want to listen to it or not. We need to give as many people as possible the opportunity for salvation. And for those of you that have not yet come to fully believe in Jesus and in the Word of God, I urge you to listen and to believe and to convert to and follow Jesus with all your heart while there's still time. Don't wait for tomorrow because tomorrow may be too late. And even if Christ doesn't come for His church yet, what if your time has come and you're not ready? If you haven't accepted Jesus, I urge you to accept Him today. Make Him the Lord of your life and experience His love, His presence, and His truth today. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, 
I praise you and I thank you, O Lord, for the the wonderful promises that you have for those that love you, Lord. Heavenly Father, I know that we're living in hard times and that these times will not get easier. They will actually get more difficult, Lord. But Heavenly Father, I give you thanks because there's one thing that we can know, that we can be certain of, is that you will be with those of us that truly believe in you, Lord God. That we will not go through these events alone, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks because we can entrust our lives into your hands. And Heavenly Father, we give you thanks, O Lord, because if that day comes and we are ready, Lord God, we will be with you always and forever and ever. Help us to also understand the urgency, Lord God, that is necessary to have that we need to share your gospel with other people. Heavenly Father, and I pray for those that have not yet come to know you, Lord God. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you help them to understand, that they may understand that they need you, Lord God, and that you are the one that holds all the answers, even to the hardest questions that are deep, deep in their heart. Heavenly Father, I praise you and I worship you, and I lay everything before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you all. Till next time.